0: Last time on Pokemon Rollout. As Liliana and Charlie tried to find a way to break Professor Sneeze out of the Futurist lab, Sneeze was doing his best to undermine the efforts of the technologically advanced group. He was tasked with organizing research of the various scientists, but he used the opportunity to gain information about the Futurists as he worked. When he had finished for the day, a steel-type clay-doll escorted him to his room. As he came to his room, the clay-doll suddenly went up in flames. The woman wearing white approached and revealed herself to be Reshiram. She knew that Liliana received something from Zekrom, so Reshiram had to battle Sneeze to balance the interactions. Professor Sneeze was crafty in the battle, using Melody the Wigglytuff to attack with Parish Song. He also brought out Boss the Primeape to battle the legendary Pokémon, but both fell to Reshiram's power. Finally, Sneeze sent out Archie the Apom to face off against the Fire Dragon, Archie was struggling in the battle, unable to do any real damage, until suddenly he evolved into an Ambipom to overcome Reshiram. Reshiram declared Sneeze the victor and said she would not interfere. Will Sneeze remain in the Futurist Research Facility, or will he be able to make a break for it with the help of Charlie and Liliana? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout!
1: name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real-play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name?
2: I'm Paul, and I play Charlie Gritty Pine.
3: <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play Professor Rudimentus. Method-Acting Sneeze.
4: <laughs> and I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana. Don't we have fun, Shadow Garden? <laughs> I also want to say, too, that I think my favorite game that I just realized that we played each recording is who can say the last thing before Nick cuts them off?
2: And <laughs> <laughs> hey, who won that tonight? Who was the last one?
3: Was it Michael? I think it was me. Yep. I think I did it. There you go. I, win. <laughs> I win. I win. I'm the winner. Hey, well, I know so, who the winner well, is.
1: As, I don't know if the whooper reel has shown it, but, but as it usually is, it's, it's okay, let's play a game, we count down and clap. One more thing. Yep. And then there's a kind of a tangent that goes on for a while, so I'm usually like, oh, yeah. let's. If I say let's start, then uh, we'll sit down to start and someone will have an idea and we'll go yeah. off another just Yeah,
2: no, no, this is the way. Don't get me wrong, this is the way. But this is, this
3: the way.
1: is the way. <laughs> <sighs> as you were saying that, I knew that was coming. But...
2: Now, now, I'm curious, going into this episode, because the last two episodes were recorded separately. Yes. So I wonder if yeah. we go in with like out any kind of recap, which is a little dangerous uh, because I don't exactly uh, remember what Lydia... Uh, I kind of remember what Lydia and I did. I'm so a real boy now.
1: That's great because we're going to start with Liliana and Charlie. Okay. Um, in the Should vents... Should I take off my headphones? No, that's okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. So just, uh, in in the vents, uh, within the... Uh, structure of the futurist lab, or headquarters, or whatever it is. Um, having just recently teleported in to get past the security guards who were
2: traveling around outside. Um, oh, we did do that, right? Yeah, but we did the double, te- double teleport move.
1: Yep, yeah, you did the double yeah. teleport move, so now you are in that location. It is cramped, but enough for you to both be able to move. Both of you are uh, more compact people, so you're able to get your get from place to place. As you move along, I'm I'm assuming you're going to be moving further into the vents in an effort to find and rescue Professor Sneeze.
2: Yeah. Yep. And and okay. I assume uh, if we didn't decide it before, uh, let's decide that Charlie is is in front. All right. Yep.
1: Charlie is in front. Can I get perception and stealth checks? From Charlie and Liliana. Oh. You are
2: moving through vents. But let's start vent with perception territory. here. Perception is. Oh, let's, see. Ah. Um, let's see here. So, 21 is my perception. Okay. And is there any way I might be able to get assistance with stealth? Or do I just gotta, based on my own stealthiness?
1: I'm going to say based on your own stealthiness because you're both moving through the vents. So. All right.
4: You worry about yourself.
2: Uh, I got myself. A, I rolled a ten, but I got a plus two in stealth, so that's gonna put me at a twelve for stealth.
4: Alright. I'm still rolling because I was looking for dice. Don't <laughs> no worry. Fifteen for perception. Okay. And I got
1: do twenty-seven stealth. Twenty-seven stealth. Okay. So you're moving through uh, these vents. They do branch off, go to different places. You mostly you're able to uh, avoid backtracking too terribly often. I mean, there are. Fans in different areas that would be difficult to get through, so you're kind of making your circuitous way around that. Uh, and since you are in vents and people tend to respond to vents making strange noises by looking at them and then going on about their day, it doesn't seem like you're having too much
2: of a problem (laughs) with them. Uh, I can just imagine, feel called out. I can imagine a grunt sitting there, like being like looking up, like. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the, the, the one guy who rolled a high yes. perception check, was like, uh, his eye his, uh, care check was just way low, so. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's probably just a ratata. There you go. <laughs>
1: there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the uh, you're, uh, Liliana is not making any noise, and Charlie is not making noise consistently enough for someone to get suspicious.
5: All right. Mm-hmm. I'll That's take
1: it. <laughs> uh, as you're going, Charlie hears it first, especially. Uh, you can hear voices coming in different areas. Most of it just seems to be kind of murmurs, uh, different conversations going here and there. Um, there's a co- There's two or three uh, big ones. you got to isolate it down to two. Not necessarily in opposite directions, but you definitely have to diverge if you want to get to one or the other. One seems like a larger group of people having some sort of conversation or uh, working their way through uh, things of maybe having a conference meeting of some sort. That's kind of the murmur of voices back and forth uh, there. And the other one is a voice that you recognize as Dr. Mankineel's voice, who seems to be speaking mostly alone. You're not sure what she's talking to, but she seems to be speaking almost to herself.
2: I'm wondering if we we probably could divide and conquer where one of us could like go listen to Mankaneel and the other one of us could look, listen to the group potentially and then like
4: You good? Yeah let's split up the team even more um, <laughs> <laughs> No I think that is a good idea um, okay. So would Charlie like to stay with Mankaneel and then Liliana and Grunge can try to go and look for Professor Steves because I would think that grunge would kind of have professor sneeze's scent locked away in his memory by now you think
2: you think sneeze would be with the the group of people
4: well we'll have to see maybe okay
2: all right that
1: okay so you're saying liliana would head towards the group of people talking whereas uh charlie would head towards mancaneal and I will say, Grunge definitely has Professor Sneeze's sense, but Professor Sneeze has never been in the vents, so there's nothing for uh, Grunge to really pick up at the moment except that uh, Professor Sneeze is in this building.
4: Oh, so he's useless.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Until you get out of the vents.
2: Can't, can't Grunge well, like, sense Professor keep... Sneeze? Can't he sense Professor Sneeze uh, through the power of friendship? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is, is, I mean, let, let's be fair. Isn't grunge just basically My Little Pony? Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, you, you, you did get, you did have a conversation about how much you were utilizing your uh, archetypes earlier, so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm.
2: No, I think that uh, we, um... yeah, I think that that division is is, is good. Yeah. So yeah, Charlie's okay. ahead, and he, uh, Charlie, uh, like does his best to hand uh do hand signals uh like he points up puts up a one and then like puts like three fingers down for an m for like me" and points in, in the direction of her and then uh
3: how do you know we're speaking english <laughs>
2: uh charlie um keep going just keep going lo
4: siento no comprende <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, and then he and also, je ne sais pas Oh wait I A, a, a signal for like a large group of people And points in the other direction And uh, Charlie starts going Toward the Mancaneel side
1: And Liliana you would have been able to at this point Hear kind of the murmuring of the general Larger amount of voices Mancaneel you wouldn't have picked out with your perception So you would be able to follow that fairly easily Okay Sounds all good. right, so you split and go in uh, your separate directions. Uh, we we'll start with Liliana and Grunge. As you're getting closer to this, it definitely sounds more like a conference meeting. A lot of it is dull and or technical, possibly both. Uh, remember that you're dealing with a bunch of scientists all with their own personal pet projects we're all doing different things so it's a bunch of people all talking about uh, what they're trying to do for the day and working their way through things but it ends up being a little bit uh, banal shall we say but but as you get closer and once you get to uh, the point where uh, you're kind of you're almost tuning them out at this point this obviously isn't important you're just going to keep moving forward you catch something about uh, the group or the detachment that was sent off to high a few days ago and uh from the gist of what they're saying it seems that high keep they, they will be reaching high keep in about two days or so where they will uh begin deploying uh their construction equipment and moving on for the next step uh the spies within high keep have suggested that there are already members of uh the flames of Agni. Uh, within, so FOA within the uh, High Keep itself who are either expecting something or prepared for something and that seems to be considered par for the course Uh, the legality of what the detachment is doing is brought up and dismissed and suggested that that has gone through and while that hasn't been publicly announced yet, it's still going through Uh, you gather from the gist of this that somehow a hotly debated topic that has been roundly denied over and over again uh, throughout uh, the chandi region's history has recently apparently either been approved or the Futurists have pushed it through. And they currently have a construction crew going to uh, cut a straight path through the Crystal Caverns.
5: Hmm.
1: Uh, living and even just living around you, but even just running into the Flames of Agni, you can imagine what their response would be, as well as much of the uh, the D side of the region, to literally cutting a man made cut straight through these caverns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's a detachment heading to do that. The discussions of legality make it unsure whether or not this is an actual approved thing, but that is what is going on, and they are currently two days from High Keep at the moment. Okay. Charlie! Mm-hmm. While this is going on, you head towards where uh, Professor Mancaniel's voice is coming through. And uh, her conversation, it's hard to tell because you cannot see her there, but once you start picking it up through what's distorted there, you're gathering that she's doing some sort of audio diary or journaling, where she's just kind of filling in the reports of the day, going through, uh, what's going on with each step? She seems to be mostly... uh, As you're listening, it doesn't seem like she's aware that she's being overheard, but she's aware of the idea that she could be overheard. Okay. So there's definitely code talk. Uh, What she's saying is not directly understood, but you can kind of catch a few things uh, talking about archetypes, different things. The one thing that... You catch most in in this conversation. What is going on is that she suggests the idea of of third party. She mentions a third party a few times and saying that it is it is safely uh way in its uh, domicile to the far north. That's some sort of third party, and it doesn't seem to be talking about you all. In fact, it seems to be uh, with the discussion and as you're trying to kind of decipher and go through it, she's suggesting a third party between uh, Reshiram and Zekrom, possibly. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. And so,
1: that it is in domicile to the north and seems to be un- aware or unwilling to make any sort of uh entry there. It's about at this point as you get closer and as Liliana's getting closer to the meeting that somewhere within the building something explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's
2: laughter. Wow, I wonder what could have happened. <laughs> there is just there is
1: a large explosion. It is larger, uh, it, or it is louder to Liliana than it is to Charlie. Obviously, you wouldn't know that, but it is much louder. Uh, Charlie, you hear the explosion, kind of a tremble. Uh, Liliana, it is a large explosion, and the entire vent shakes, dusts coming down, all all the works for it, and that disrupts most things as both. Professor Mankineal seems to head out to see what's going on and the meeting adjourns to see what has just happened.
4: Liliana turns to Grunch and just goes friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> grunge just kind of pants and nods happily. Uh, meanwhile Professor Sneeze, it's a little bit after mm-hmm. the explosion. You have been left alone in a room, in a large room door, uh, with a door with uh, the Uh, Burned out remains of what was an updated clay doll. No, sorry, updated, not clay doll. What's the evolved form? Uh, I know. Uh, Ball toy. Thank you. No, clay doll. Clay doll is the evolved form. Thank you. Yes. So a burned out clay doll there that's uh, made of metal. And you are essentially left to your own devices at the moment. Give me... What would be a good check, do you think, to uh, simulate your memory of where you have been? Do you think it's worth doing a check, I, or do you
3: think? I think survival would
1: make sense. That makes sense. Um, to me. Yes, roll a survival check for me to see if you can retrace your steps, or at least have an idea of where you're going.
3: Okay. Ten.
1: Ten. Okay. Well, you are in a large building that was put together by a bunch of somewhat mad scientists. Uh, So it's actually fairly straightforward. So a ten will allow you to retrace your steps if you so choose.
3: Okay. Um, And that's going to get me... Help me get out?
1: Uh, since Since you only know one way in, which is where you came from... Right. That would be the best way to, to get out, okay. unless you want to strike out strike out on your own and hope for the best.
3: No, no, no. I'll try to head for that exit.
1: Okay, as you're heading there, are you just kind of bowling forward as fast as you can? Or are you trying to kind of sneak from place to place? Are you...
3: I don't think I'm sneaking. Uh, the explosion has me fairly... Confident that if I can s- stay away from the source of it, I won't encounter too much resistance. Um, I and I, I think Archie is still out, um, and I, I'm I'm gonna have Archie kind of scouting ahead a little bit and peering around corners so that if he sees somebody around the corner, he can try to astonish them. Okay. So that they flinch (laughs) and we can dart past them. So you're kind of
1: razzle dazzling and rushing past, okay.
3: Yes, razzle dazzle rush past. That's the the modus operandi.
1: Okay, Uh, then roll for me five d20s, please.
3: Five D20s, Ooh. right? I'm going to roll my four mini D20s and my metal D20. That's so metal. Uh, metal. Metal is 18. One of the minis is 18. Another mini is 15. Another mini is 9. Another mini is 5.
1: Okay. Uh, that is... So you run into about five different people on your, on your run-through and uh the first three you hit them square on and rush past before they know what's going on uh and you're not sure if they're following behind or what's going on It maybe that the explosion is enough for them uh getting smacked by a giant monkey (laughs) (laughs) might be enough for them to decide "Uh, i'm a researcher i'm not going to deal with this uh the fourth one was a little more bungled. You think they actually caught a glimpse of you as you came past, but it doesn't seem like okay. they're coming after you. And the fifth and final person, uh, at the very least, lets out a shout of, hey, and you think you can hear running feet behind you. So that's where we okay. are with that. Um, Liliana and Charlie, in your separate places, both of you realize uh, you're able to to kind of a vented area where you can see outside. Right now, the areas where you are are, deser- are deserted. So this would be the best time to leave the vents if you plan on doing so.
2: Yep, Charlie was planning on doing that basically now anyway, so he kind of um, brings uh, Nilly out again and just kind of teleports safely down onto the, uh, onto the floor.
1: You're in a kind of a plusher area, it's a little more carpeted. There's actually actually color on the walls. From your best bet, this was probably more of private quarters. So, areas if people were living here or sleeping here, this is where they are. It's still mostly uh, academic. This might just be the group of people that turn here, but this is where you are for that at the moment. Okay.
2: And uh, I assume, just because I gotta make sure, I assume a Katana uh, comes along with me uh, just fine?
1: Yes. She doesn't come along with the teleport, but she is there by the time you land.
2: Wonderful. Um, because it seems fairly deserted, and because I just heard Mankaneel, like, having a fairly private conversation here, I want to do a perception check to see if I can see what is, like, if there's anything of interest around here that either I can learn, or that I can take with me. Sounds good. Uh, Perception, I almost got like a large straight. Like for Yahtzee, it would be a large straight. But it's going (laughs) to be uh, 22. 22. 22 in perception.
1: Okay. As you're looking through it, it seems to be mostly a bare room. Um, There's kind of a cot area. There's some computer technology. It's bigger and bulkier than we would have, but it's still seems pretty, uh, sleek top of the line, especially for the Chandi region. Uh, they're there include, including, like, a little, uh, voice receiver, uh, and a couple of odds and ends, and there, you also, as you're looking around, you realize, uh, that the voice receiver has eyes. Uh. And then a second later, <laughs> it doesn't.
3: Troubling, trebling.
1: Okay, so for just a second, it seemed like uh, the voice receiver was somehow looking at you.
2: Okay. Let me roll a Pokemon Ed. Okay. And can I can I roll even so broadly as to determine if like the type of what I might have been seeing here as maybe not the specific Pokemon? If you roll high enough, you learn the type. Okay. Ooh, that's a that's a um, a a critical success for Charlie. It is a twelve. Okay, so full marks mm. for it.
1: Um, nice. Another thing you haven't heard much about. In fact, it's almost hitting your occult education more than your Pokemon education. Even though there's kind of, like it's a weird overlap between the two because it's more of an urban legend than a true myth. But it also connects with Pokemon education. You think there might be a Rotom living in that voice recorder? So, there might be a
2: roton there. It doesn't seem to be acting out or doing anything, but it is definitely there. Um. Charlie takes it. (laughs) Okay.
4: Ah, he's learning so well.
2: Just (laughs) grab the (laughs)
5: voice recorder.
2: Yep, just grab it, uh, and because I think it's a Rotom, like, I uh, I put it in a pocket that is not near any electronic things. Like, not near a Pokeball, not near my Pokedex. It is uh, concealed from any... Uh, in fact, you know what? I give it to Katana to hang on to.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. Wow. Well. Okay. So you you grab the the recorder, and as you grab it, you actually start feeling a static charge build up on your hands. Okay. But then you hand it to Katana, and Katana uh, spears through a part of it that you're pretty sure it doesn't need with her her point. (gasps) And the static charge in the room abruptly drops, and you just hear a look at it.
3: She killed it. And then
1: she puts it somewhere, and you're not exactly sure where she put it on her on her person, but you're fairly certain it won't be a bother at the moment. I also
2: don't I don't think about it too much. I'm like, good job. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> All right. All right. And then um, I'm going to go with Charlie's natural instinct, which was also my natural instinct. I'm going to go toward the explosion because I'm like, crap, what happened? Professor Sneeze into in trouble. So I'm going to go that way. Okay, so you start
1: heading towards the explosion. Liliana, what are you, are you leaving the vents?
4: Yes, and so, actually, let me think about this. So with the sound of the explosion, can she make her way over there through the vents?
1: You could possibly get closer through the vents. You do not know the layout of this ventilation system. And so, where you can exit and who might be there when you exit is the question.
4: Yeah. Okay. All right. I will get out of the ventilation system and I kind of want to go along the same lines as Charlie did as well too with um, kind of checking out to see if there's any goods in the room at all.
1: Okay. Uh, you get out into what seems to be a large conference room. Again, everything's done up in white or lighter gray area there. There's some papers with a lot of technical jargon on them, uh, on the thing there. Uh, you, for some reason, you feel, uh, Professor Sneeze give a small shudder as you look at it, even though he's not anywhere nearby. <laughs> but, uh, Man, I, th-
4: I know a nerd who can decipher this. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: a lot of different technical jargon things. It seems like everyone's left in much of a hurry. There's a lot of uh, coffee mugs sitting there that are at least partially full of coffee that they didn't bring with them, which it's the middle of the night, so no one here has very good uh, habits, but, you know.
3: You could sabotage them all. Where's the X lax Oh, no.
5: <laughs>
4: Is there still, like, a... Um, oh, my gosh, a coffee pot in the room?
1: No, it seems like they brought their coffee in with them.
4: Ah, oh, dang it! It
1: seems like there's a pot itself, unfortunately.
2: So uh, it's, n- it's not it's not coffee.
3: No. Oh. oh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. See, Definitely I was I was that. going the other way, and I was thinking like, is Lax the final evolution of Snorlax? Ew. <laughs> oh no! Ew. It's rail thin. Ew.
5: I mean, it just it just it's
3: it's a logical progression: Munchlax, <laughs> Snorlax, Xlax. <Ew. laughs> <laughs> anyways
4: nope. just, Michael have you spoken reason?
2: this into existence I'm gonna see if there's art for this
1: <laughs> no, but there's a uh, projector in there that seems to be on a thing full of uh, just like status of the uh, status of the high keeper the crystal caverns expedition most of the information you've already heard already just confirming that yes there is an expedition going out there they should be in a few days uh, and that will cause severe, severe problems, um, if it goes through that, uh, also, once you get there, so you are now out of the vents, you see, uh, Grunge perk up and start looking around and, uh, Seems to be kind of looking back and forth between two points that are close together, but not quite together, and just kind of deciding between them. Hmm.
4: Hmm. Uh, Liana will go over to him. What are you? What are <coughs> you looking at, dude?
1: Sneeze and points one way. Charlie and points the other way.
5: <laughs>
4: oh, good. <laughs> so Charlie went in the right direction towards sneeze. Is what you're telling me.
1: He went in a direction that was closer to Sneeze than where he was. Okay. But not the same direction.
4: Alright. Well, that's not surprising. Um... You know what? I'm gonna just put my faith in Charlie and that he will be stealthy enough. I really hate that. Um, (laughs) Professor Sneeze (laughs) might be blown to bits. Really don't like that either. Um oh who do i have on my team right now
3: no because then he would have looked down one hallway sneeze and then another hallway sneeze and another hallway <laughs> <laughs> sneeze oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> i'm morbid tonight guys so. yeah i was just
4: gonna say dark humor here um i want to take ruse out but i'm trying to decide what i would want her to come out as. um oh well she's seen professors more. Mm-hmm. So I'll just have her come mm-hmm. out looking like another generic professor then.
1: Okay, a generic professor. Yeah. So ditto
4: she'll face. <laughs> she'll, well, she'll we'll come be a ditto out face.
2: It'd be like a and... Zorro face.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she'll
4: come out and she'll just have like um hair tied back in like a low ponytail, obviously a lab coat, some nerdy looking glasses. <laughs> um, full-on stereotype here <laughs> and uh yeah just looking a little little disheveled uh clothes are maybe a little wrinkled or something um
3: so she comes out looking like the nerd that all the other nerds make fun of
4: yeah <laughs> there's some like l- um tape in the middle of her glasses. no just kidding
0: um,
4: uh so Liliana's gonna release ruse like that hey ruse I want you to go in this direction, and she points in the direction that um, Grunch smelt Charlie. Okay. And you go find Charlie. Try to blend in as much as possible. Um, you know, if you find anything fancy on the way over there, feel free to take it. Just be careful. We're we're not in good territory, so just just be smart about what you're doing. But go find Charlie. Then once you found him, make sure that the two of you come back to us, okay?
1: Okay. Uh, Bruce kind of looks at you and then nods and starts heading in that direction.
4: Okay. Um, Grunge, you and I, we need to roll a stealth check. I don't know why I just said that. Um, <laughs> and we need to go and find Professor Sneeze. You lead the way, okay?
1: All right, so go ahead and roll your stealth checks as you're kind of sneaking your way towards Professor Sneak. Oh,
4: I got 24 again.
1: Okay. So you're heading in that direction. Do you want me to roll a
4: stealth for Grunge, too?
1: Uh, sure. Yes, please.
5: Okay. Where is he? There he is. Where's Grunge?
4: There he is! And your little puppy! (laughs) uh 13 for stealth for grunge not
1: bad okay so you guys start heading in that direction uh charlie you are heading towards the explosion at the moment yep Uh, you start kind of seeing researchers other uh people who seem to the area all heading in that direction uh towards what is you start smelling smoke uh and also something that. Something burning that you can't quite identify, but prob- you probably shouldn't be inhaling. So <laughs> 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 that's there. Um, as you get there, you finally get to kind of a logjam of people who have been heading in their, that direction, but are staying uh, farther back because they can't really help out with it, but are mostly kind of craning their neck to see what's going on. And a couple of them finally take notice of you. Do you remember what Charlie is wearing right now?
2: If I recall correctly, so one. As I, I think about this, Charlie's bald, right? Did did I commit to the hair change? Oh
4: yeah, or, you uh, did, did, did shave your head. You, you
2: did because your hair. Really oh my bad. gosh. I was it was fully
1: bald, but yes, okay.
2: I think I don't because I, because uh, the idea was to try to disguise the Chartreuse hair, of course. Yes.
1: I, I, oh yeah, because you put a hat on it,
2: but then it bounced out of the, ha- of the hat. Or, or maybe I just <laughs> did the hat. I I, I have to do I, listen Okay. I it was the hat, so
4: I have a hat.
2: I think I think you're <laughs> right. Yeah, I think you're. Right. I think I still have the hair. The hair is fine. Um, <laughs> did I? Ch- did we change its color? Dang it! I have to re- listen to that. Okay. Anyways, uh, you, we changed
4: our entire outfits. Okay, I changed my, my entire gender.
2: gender. <laughs> Let, let's just let's just say that Charlie ha- is wearing a hat, and if I, recall, if I recall correctly, doesn't he have like overalls and flannel? Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
1: So this approximately one look for the group of uh, lab-coated individuals to wonder what on earth you're doing
2: there. <laughs> oh, I should have thought about that. I have a lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, guys. L- let me let me get my lab coat out of here, and we'll, we'll-, we'll all be good. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah.
1: Didn't I know uh, you... And a hand comes down and gra- grabs your shoulder from behind. Mm. Okay. Ha- and you hear a voice say, a uh, lighter voice say, just tried to use the, uh, mess here to leave without our hospitality. Don't worry, I'll get him back to where he needs to go. Can you roll Ruse's, uh, d- uh guile check for me, Riana? Uh-oh. Remember, it's 5d6. This?
4: Oh, okay. Ding,
3: ding, 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 ding. Whoops. The
2: dice. I would like to also roll a perception check for, for this.
4: Sixteen.
2: Uh Charlie's perception and the, so so in rolling perception just see so does Charlie recognize what's going on? Charlie rolled the twenty one. Does he realize it's ruse?
1: Uh perception lets you see things, so what you see is the nerdiest, uh, uh a very nerdy researcher putting a hand on your shoulder and seeming to steer you away. Can I get an insight check from you?
2: We don't have an insight intuition. intuition every time. I can do intuition, intuition yes. Intuition
1: yes. check, thank you.
2: Uh, That's not bad. That's a 16. You
1: get just enough to realize whose hand is on your shoulder. It helps that since it is physically on your shoulder, you realize that it has claws.
2: Gotcha. Yep. And that's not an illusion, yeah. Because, like, Charlie's initial instinct was to, like, grab the hand and, like, roll an athletics check and grab the hand and roll under and, like, try to, like, kick it in the back, but he does not do that. (laughs) Charla does not do that.
1: Right, and Ooh. the crowd seems to be, with the attraction everything, seems to be okay with believing what Ruse has told them.
2: <sighs> so,
1: do you let her lead you away?
2: Uh, this is, like, genuine uncomfortableness. So like, Charlotte, like, understands Ruse is a friend, but, like, is also seen... Ruse do lots of scary things, <laughs> so uh, Charlie is still like, okay, what, what, like, not fully trusting Ruse, like he, they're, like his his scaredness is not a show. <laughs>
1: okay, uh, so speaking of as soon as you are out of sight, uh, the claw on your shoulder tightens. Tightens. And the voice says.
3: And ruse kills yeah, you. The
1: voice says, <laughs> oh, no. uh, the voice says, "I have never spoken.
3: <sighs>
1: understand? Oh, to this moment, I have never spoken. I, after this moment, I have never spoken. Do you understand
2: what I am telling you? Both, tra- bo- both Paul and Charlie are like, no.' <laughs> it, <it's> one of <laughs> two, it's, so it's one it's one of two things. It's either, it's either Ruse is is like making an exception, like this is like, she's trying her hardest to mimic human speech, or Eileen's got her hand in this somewhere.
1: She rolled an intimidation Mm -hmm. check of 16. What she's telling you is, you never tell anyone I spoke because I haven't.
0: Oh. Cause she's a
4: Zoroark now.
1: Yep, she's a Zoroark, so she is able of having of of uh, using human speech. But Liliana has never asked her to speak, and she's never uh, made it clear that she can.
4: That little punk nugget.
2: Uh, <laughs> it, it takes it takes uh, Charlie still doesn't quite get it. But then, uh, if you allow it after a slap of the blade from Katana's uh, uh, from her blade, uh, Charlie realizes. Oh, yep. Hmm. Noted.
1: Uh, you get the feeling behind your head that uh, Katana and uh, Ruse share a long look, though you're not sure what the look uh, had between them. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> but you keep on going. But speaking of uh, Ailey, uh Liliana a little bit earlier said something about a stealth check. Mm-hmm. There may have been a flicker. There may not have been. And perhaps Mm -hmm. what came next had nothing to do with her at all. But uh, Liliana going after Professor Sneeze is able to avoid everything going through, and Professor Sneeze is able to keep running, get ahead of this person, maybe get out of their sight, and he reaches uh, the area where you were before, right near the elevator to get out. Uh, Getting into the elevator, operating it, everything is a problem, Uh, but before you get there, you come to a halt because there are three figures Standing in front mm. of the elevator. These figures are... Can I immediately break the moment by forgetting how tall they are?
3: <laughs> 17 feet.
1: <laughs> I wish, but no Pokemon is that tall.
2: Most of my figures are like uh, like two-inch figures. I have a couple ones that are taller, like three or five inches, but most of them are pretty oh, short. Oh
3: yeah, are they like 1 scale or something? No. Like...
1: <laughs> oh, they are actually just under 10 feet tall. Oh. Uh, and va- basically humanoid shaped with, uh, you can tell that they're made of s- of steel or iron, though it seems more rusted and pitted. Uh, you can't tell if that means they were older or if this is just part of what it is in a exaggerated torso shape with thick uh, heavy arms, and long, like, almost like a flattened cylinder for their arms that comes down to a more flattened, bulbous, uh, hand shape with claw-like fingers at the end of them. The legs have that same flattened cylinder shape that go down into feet, and the head almost seems too small for the body, uh, shaped almost Almost egg-shaped, but the bottom half is flattened. More with a large eye figure and two smaller dots to either side. Um, have you all seen Castle in the Sky?
2: Yes. No. If I did, it was
1: a long time ago. The robot from that.
4: Oh, okay.
1: I will put a picture of it.
2: I'm googling in-
1: it. Eh, I'll still put a picture of it in there. Okay. Yes, there are three there are three of those. Three of these standing in front of the entry. Oh Can I get a Pokemon education check from you?
2: Yes. I was about to roll, but Charlie's right. not there. Yuck. Um
3: seventeen
1: okay you understand two things from uh, from them and uh, from this and both of them are from prior experience uh in the first place you recognize that these are most likely Golurk, but updated forms just like the clay doll was an updated clay Mm. doll so probably a steel type um, that mm-hmm. is there, so it's been remade there. The second thing, the pitting, the rusting, and the ghost typing that they almost certainly have, reminds you of the last time you met with your brother.
3: You're... And the Metagross that he
1: used. That was Steel and Ghost. So you get this and see them and they see you at the same time as you're running in and turn to look at you and <laughs> about this time, cause while you're running through the, uh, Liliana had a little bit of a shorter route and she's faster than you anyways, uh, <laughs> if we're being honest, mm-hmm. uh, she comes into the area just as the central of that Golurk bursts into red and blue flames.
0: Yeah.
5: Oh... <laughs>
1: And a pyre of red and blue flames comes and it falls to his knees and down and just seems to be out immediately. And standing behind it, between those two Golurk and between you and the elevator, is that uh, white-coated researcher with huge uh, fluffy white hair going down most of the way down to her back, pale, dead pale skin, uh, and brilliant red irises with eyes and she is looking directly at Liliana <laughs> and she Trouble. looks between the two of you the are kind of look back at her and there's a moment where they're not quite fast enough to relax and she's going and she looks between you all and looking back at Liliana and says told you not to come back
4: hey 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 I can't just leave a friend behind alright It's it's not about you
1: You have worked with the other, therefore it is about.
4: I wouldn't say with, per se,
1: but... Looks to Professor Sneeze. One minute. I will have cleansed all of the figures in one minute. Then I must return. Uh. And with that, she... Uh, a from possibly her hair, possibly her back, a group uh, a group of like feathered white wings, not quite fully feathered, but more draconic in form, with like the, a feather or a furry cover, come out from her, and she shoots past both of you and out of the room.
3: Uh, hey, uh, hey, Liliana, we we should go.
1: Yeah, Liliana, you are the fastest thing on the field.
3: Oh. Is she?
1: Uh, she is faster than Professor Sneeze because of dynamism, which means she adds her guile mm-hmm. check to her uh, initiative.
3: Okay. Uh, oh, is, is she faster than Archie?
1: Archie is, out. Archie is the fastest thing on the field.
3: Yep. I forgot about that. Wow. Um, oh, by
1: the way, uh, Liliana Archie is an ambipomp.
5: Yep. Oh.
3: What? what?
4: Okay. <laughs> Alright. What? 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 Was this the exception?
3: Yeah, we've got a lot to catch up on. Archie, go punch a button in the elevator.
2: The Golurk are standing <laughs> This episode's there. great, by the way, guys. Uh, so, here, here's <laughs> oh, wait. what I yeah, that's say. right. There are a the, couple alerts. There are
1: two alerts that are still there. Uh, they, uh, Archie can get between them into the elevator, but he will get, uh, get attacks of opportunity from both of them if he just shoots past them.
3: Uh, no, we're not going to do that. Um... Archie, Astonish, one of those Golurk? So he's going to run up and use Astonish on, say, the one on the left. Okay. Ah, uh, that's a five to hit. I don't think that hits.
1: Five to hit. Uh, no, so he goes up to do the razzle-dazzle, and as he uh, raises up his arms to do it, the Golurk just grabs both of his uh, fist, tail fists. Ah! And Archie backs off before it can get a good grip but well, I was a, anyway. Pistol. So Archie, that was Archie's turn. Now it is Liliana's turn.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: How fast is Grunge again?
3: Oh, let
1: me get him Um, He's, he is on the field at the moment. That doesn't mean you have to use him, but he is out and on the field. Right.
4: His speed is
1: 13. Thank you. I'll have that back. Okay. So yes, Liliana is faster. Right?
4: And you? So I know you said that it's. Most likely steal and ghost typing, but I would need to do a Pokemon education check for that, correct?
1: For Liliana to know, yes. Uh, in fact, okay. you need a Pokemon education check to know that these are Pokemon.
4: Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know they're
1: something, but whether or not they're Pokemon is...
4: Uh, talking is a free action. I'm not going to roll that. Sneeze, what, oh. what is going on? What are those
3: things? Uh, they're Golurk, but I think they're Steel-type, so they're Steel and Ghost-type, I'm pretty sure.
4: Oh, okay. This is weird. Um, wait, who's up? Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> Ooh, Grunge, that's up, right?
1: No, uh, Liliana is up.
4: Oh, I'm up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. Um, <laughs> in that case, yeah, I'm gonna try and do Astonish then too. Uh I will just say the Golerk on the left since so it doesn't really
1: matter. And uh Archie wanna put a on the right, right? I said oh, left. So both on the left. Okay.
4: <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna use my fancy D20 that I got for Christmas! Mm-hmm.
5: Ooh! For those
4: of you not in the Discord. Um, My sister-in-law got me what's basically like a magic 8 ball sort of dealio with a d20 in it, but it looks like a little potion bottle. I've been wanting one of these for forever, so I'm very excited (laughs) to be using this.
2: That's
4: great. And I got 13 for the thing that I can't remember. Accuracy! (laughs) It's accuracy.
1: uh, That is... (laughs)
5: Cool.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that was great. Um, twenty six. Ghost physical. Twenty
1: six. Ghost. Oh, you rolled over- one. Okay, that's like. Yep. Twenty six. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Twenty six. Ghost. She's just
4: so thrown off by everything that she's like a
1: razzle dazzle. Uh, so twenty six ghost physical damage that did two ghost physical damage.
4: Nice. Oof.
1: So, he went up and razzle-dazzled it, and it kind of turned and looked at you, and its head went back slightly. (laughs) Professor Sneeze, you're up. Oh, go ahead.
4: So, these things just must be, like, I know know this might be kind of dumb to say, but, like, really, really tanky?
1: Oh, yes, they're super tanky, and, uh, by the way, they are weak to ghosts, so... I, I do enjoy, like, Liliana bursting out of the shadows, doing the the dazzle and just going, like, backing up and just looking down at her from its ten-foot height.
3: Yep. Yep, <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it is Professor Sneeze's turn
3: you now. Um, Archie, you've done great. Come on back. Uh, Shmoopy, head on out and do some work.
1: Okay. Uh, Shmoopy uh, will not be able to act this turn because uh, Archie right. did, but, yes, yeah, so that is a standard action. That will be your <laughs>
3: Um, and then I'm going to kind of move around to the side to try to inch closer to the elevator a little bit. Okay. To the
1: elevator. Be careful to back up Oh, yeah. So you're inching closer to the elevator. You're still not in grabbing range of the Robo Lurks, but... Because
3: uh, a round is six seconds, right? Or yes, five seconds. A round is
1: six seconds, so you have ten rounds before uh mm-hmm. around.
5: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: that makes it grungey. Well, because uh, because Zekrom was friendly with you. As well, as well, as
3: I
4: that friends. was nothing on my part. I don't. I can't help it. Liliana's is a friendly. You're not
3: Zekrom's friend. Zekrom is your friend. <laughs> That's the
5: problem.
4: Everyone's Liliana's friend except for Jared. And Re- Re- well, <laughs> okay. we just haven't gotten to know each other
3: maybe, yet. Maybe Reshiram is Jared's mom.
4: <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think
5: the legendary is going to happen.
1: Uh, that would be a completely different campaign. But uh, anyways, it is Grunge's turn.
4: Okay. Um, so. Sorry, go ahead. So explain <laughs> this to me. With Flame Burst. It says, any trainers or Pokemon cardinally adjacent to the target lose 5 hit points. Is that just, like, 5 hit points flat regardless of, like, what you roll
5: for damage? Yep, they lose
4: a flat 5. Okay. So, like, rolling damage doesn't even really matter,
1: then. No, because you still roll damage against the main target, then all targets
3: adjacent
1: to that target lose 5 hit Uh, points. Ah, I see. Gotcha,
4: gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Would you say that the two are cardinally adjacent to one another?
1: Unfortunately, what's cardinally adjacent to them of each other is the burning Golurk in the center. Uh, Right now, the Golurk on the left has two two people cardinally adjacent to it. Oh no, one actually. Archie got restrained to his Pokeball, so Liliana is cardinally adjacent Uh, to that Golurk.
3: And I would have sent Shmoopy out pretty much right next to...
1: So so Shmoopy and Liliana are cardinally adjacent Right go
4: has no one targeting when to get at the moment. Okay. If Liliana takes a Oh wait, no, this is French's turn. Yes. Dang it. Um if how far away is she from Sneeze on the elevator? You are
2: maybe baby... Liliana is maybe ten.
1: Professor Sheehy's moving forward, you're also about 10, 15 feet away from the end. The room itself, I would say, is about 50 or 60 feet long. Uh, so you both came in there and you rushed forward towards it. Uh, squares. And so if you're uh, just doing an uh, approximate, because I'm not putting it in Pokemon terms. Whoops. Uh, so <coughs> you're maybe, let's put it in Pokemon terms, you're about two squares away from the elevator, three squares away from Professor Sheehy. And there's another
4: eight squares beyond Professor's Wings before the door Out. house. So Bell okay. really is about two squares away. And the goals are right there. Can I have grunge? Yeah, he should be able to move and then attack. Oh yes. Okay. Um, so what I'm gonna do is. Um, Grunge, go follow Professor Sneeze and Archie here. Get closer to those elevators, alright? Um, and as you're getting closer, use Fire Fang on that Golark over to the left that we've already been trying to whale on.
1: whalemer on. <laughs> okay, so he closes with the Golurk on the left and attacks with Fire Fang. Yep. Okay.
4: And I got a 15 for accuracy. That Forty-two fire physical.
1: 42 fire physical yes. That did 26 fire physical damage.
5: Mm. Okay.
1: Not enough to give this an injury. But does do a significant chunk of damage. To it. So grunge rushes forward and goes in and bites down at the side of it, she tears off some or, or tears along it, and cuts some dashes into its metal hide, and it doesn't respond with pain, but it kind of looks down at and get that, and obviously getting the damage done to it. But that does make it the Robo Lurk's turn. Uh, mm, nice. <laughs> so the one that's farther away kind of shifts into the battle and turns and, well, the intelligence is enough. I'm them as robots. They're going to do the Receptor, so they can go after the thing that has done the most damage, which is pretty now. Awesome. The first thing they do is uh, both of them lift up their left hands, which are covered in shadowy, purplish substance. Both of them use shadow puns. On grudge. Uh-oh. Cannot miss so let's see if mm-hmm. And yes, one does mm-hmm. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Um, don't say that. <laughs> the one on the <laughs> left does... 52 ghost physical matter.
5: <laughs>
3: this is terrible
1: And the one on the right Does 71 Goes physical damage Ouch That was crit Mm-mm. Very mechanically They basically step forward Both of them Bring up their arms And just piston them down On Drugs
4: Yep, so he's down and out. Oh, no. He is at negative 23 HP. Mm. That's four
1: injuries. Yep.
3: Wow. Icky, Crunchy. Icky,
4: Icky. And I can re him right away or do I have to wait until my turn? I can't remember On how that your hurts. turn, You can return him and send out another Pokemon as a
1: movie. Ugh Okay. Not that movie so it's going to be uh <laughs> It's going to be Liliana's turn. Okay. Just
5: quick check something.
1: Oh, uh Well do that. Charlie, can I get a perception check Yeah.
2: Ooh, it, it is a large train. It is a one through 6 21
1: Wow. Okay, uh, you are able to hear sounds of fighting from up ahead in uh, the direction you are going from where you are. Are right. you so going to try to double-move and hustle there? Yes. Okay. Then you will get there at the top of next round. All right. has not rolled above twenty, you have gotten not there at the top of round three. Or, sorry, at the top of round four instead of round three.
2: Okay. Cool. Excellent. Right. Um, while we're doing that, then I'm also going to, uh, I'm not going to announce it right now, but basically I'm going to throw out a Pokemon so that we're like in the battle when we get there.
1: If you throw out a Pokemon before you get there, you can't double move. Throwing out a Pokemon's a move action.
2: Okay, I'll do it mm. when I get there.
4: Okay. Um, What Liliana is going to do is she is going to um, run over to where Grunge is so that she can um, quick get him safely back into a Pokeball and then she is going to release Sparky and let him know just have fun have fun dude
5: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> yes uh, since you, can retur- you don't have to be physically next to Grunge to re- return him that's still just a move action oh. to return and release Uh, there's a range on returning for Pokemon. You were within that range. Uh, so you still have a standard action if you want to use it. Knock him out.
4: He killed your baby. I'll do Night Slash on the Glurk that's more damage than...
1: The one that you've been attacking. Go right ahead. Yep. Actually, since it's a pass move, you can hit them both.
4: Oh, perfect. Do I need to... So I will little, just do
3: accuracy. So accuracy
1: though, for right? each one.
4: Oh, okay. So, the first one I got five. Okay. Uh, oh, but the second one I got oh. 19.
1: And that's a critical hit, <laughs> Slash. Yep. So, Ooh. the first one dodges to one side as you go for it, but the second uninjured one gets hit dead on by Night Slash. So, go ahead and roll critical damage.
4: Oh, that's 4d6, isn't it? Yeah. 4d6.
1: Yep,
5: so,
4: 57. Uh, dark physical.
1: 57 dark physical. Yep. That did 63 dark physical damage. Woo!
5: Which mm-hmm.
1: gives this duller two injuries, but doesn't paint it. Mm. Ah! <laughs> so, you... Go in, the first one sees you and is able to immediately dodge to one side, but second one, I'm going to say you slice its arm off.
5: Awesome.
1: Yeah. Yes.
4: Liliana grabs it and starts waving it around like the spinner rack leg. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I get the feeling that
1: it's still moving when you do that, so maybe not. Ah. Ugh. There, but yeah, it, so it goes from that and it's finally kind of responding, and... Trying to figure out what just happened to it kind of staggers about. But that means it is Sparky's turn.
4: Alright, let's do this. Um, I am. Because, yeah, let me just make No, I think I'm Because, yeah, you can still use Pursuit even when you're not
5: yes. pursuing. Yes. Yeah, you can use oh.
4: Okay, so the one that Liliana just hit, that's the one with more damage because that's got two injuries for Yes, that is the
1: more damaged one now. Okay. Just uh,
4: okay, so I'll have Sparky use Pursuit on that one then. Okay. Uh... Oh no! <laughs> no, I'm not going to! It's a one! Oh dear. Oh no! Okay. I shouldn't have just told him to go fumble. half pond I knew that was going to be the wrong idea. <laughs> now,
1: <laughs> I have one option that, that uh, I can think of right away that would be very mean. Oh no. Or I can look through the critical fumbles. The very mean one is from the critical fumble table. Uh, oh, good. <laughs> Which is... Where is it? Uh, oh, the, the attack strikes a nearby previously unseen Pokemon. Uh, it is unhappy and wishes to, jo- and wants to join in the fray. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. The be very mean is... How did Zekrom and Sparks get along? Uh,
2: they were buddies. They were friends. They
1: got on famously. Yeah, so I could have Reshiram show up specifically to go after Sparky.
3: But we have time. Yes,
1: you do. Or I can look through the critical yeah. fumble table and find something else.
4: I'd say let's go through critical fumble table because if Reshiram's not there,
2: yeah, we'll yeah. I agree. Um,
4: Otherwise, that would be pretty terrible. <laughs>
1: Something else explodes, but that's just a little. <laughs> that's an idea. Okay. I am um, going to go with uh, Lachlane's learning. Or sorry, Lachlane's fuego. Uh, something happens to the area around them and it adds more chaos than already there.
3: Oh no. And
1: the way that's going to is Sparky is going to go to hit the go Lurk with Pursuit, but it's still reeling from Lillian's attack. Is going to kind of stumble out of the way, and Sparky, shooting at an upward angle to go after these larger creatures, goes up and slams into the side of the elevator shaft. Oh no. The breaking up hits there, and there's going to be... Uh, it's something that probably should have been more fuse protected than it was. <laughs> and so, there's going to be his namesake, Sparks, falling over the battle. Great. Right. Um, what I am going to do for
2: that... So now he's supercharged. Well,
1: to have... <laughs> not quite, but to have Sparks no. falling over the battle, what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to uh, roll at the moment there are probably doesn't count. He's not there yet. Ah, uh, you don't matter. Six, <laughs> there are six people on the battlefield, including the robots. Mm. I'm going to roll a d6 at the end of each round, and what number I roll corresponds to a person who has dealt a terrain electrical damage.
3: Uh oh. Thanks.
1: Green electric damage of a certain amount, probably fairly small, but still damage. So that is what happened. Hit Smoopy. Hit uh, Smoopy. Hit Schmoopey. Right, and shmoopy. you're also, you think the elevator will still work? Uh-oh. It should still work. Yikes. Uh, but that makes it Professor Sneezes turn.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Since I'm not totally sure how much time this is going to take, and how well we're going to do, and I can't do any damage to ghost types with my attacks, um, I am going to, um, can you apply medicine things to Pokemon in their Pokeballs?
1: I have never seen it, that's the thing, I I have not seen What was the question? Can you apply medicine uh, apply
2: me- to Pokemon in Pokemon? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't we all have uh, heal capsules that Vigor gave us?
3: Yeah, I. but I think the wording of that is, like, it applies it when they're put in the Pokeball, the, the medicine case.
4: I suppose, though, too, if you think about, like, in the games, the you're able to heal Pokemon that are, like, not on the yeah. field.
3: Yeah. It, it doesn't necessarily change anything mechanically for my decision here, just mostly, like, narratively. I tried looking in the rulebook, too, and I don't think it says anything about it.
1: it though,
3: is, I think the existence of the medicine case itself implies that, theoretically, yes.
2: Yeah. And I think, maybe, maybe not in the PTU, PTU world you created, but, like, I imagine, like, if a Pokemon is fainted, like, I feel like a fainted Pokemon has to come back to the Pokemon. I suppose that's not the mechanic in this game. But, um, okay. I, I would say that, yes, it can be applied through the Pokeball.
1: Okay, I have no issue with that.
3: So, yes, you can apply restorative items to a Pokemon with any. Okay, I apply a revive to, um, boss. <laughs> Alright. Alright, yes, because he's in his Pokeball. Dangerous. Oh boy. Yes. Okay. Survive <laughs> boss,
1: that is a full round action, so it uses your turn. Yep. Uh, that means it is the Robolux's turn. But They go before Smoopy! They go before Smoopy, they have a speed of 10. They have a speed
2: of 8. Oh. Oh. So, are, are you really surprised? Are you really surprised?
5: <laughs>
3: no.
4: <laughs> Just sad.
5: Sad. <laughs>
1: Here's about to one, because both of them have been injured by Liliana now. Oh no! <laughs> one significantly more than the other. But in order...
3: To, she was taunting it with its own arm. Um, awesome.
1: <laughs> with your pass move, actually, if it tries to leave... Or if it tries to go after Liliana, uh, then Schloopy will have an attack of opportunity. True. So instead of doing that for so that one, the less injured uh, Robo Alert will turn to... Smoopy and it will use Heavy Slam. Oh no. What is Shmoopy's weight class?
3: Ah, uh, let's see. Okay.
1: Oh no. Uh, for each weight class the user is above the target, increase Heavy Slam's damage base by plus two. Oh no. Uh, Smoopy's weight class is three. And mm-hmm. Goldert's weight class is eight. <laughs> That's a plus 10 to the damage base.
2: Let's first see if it hits. I mean, it crits. Honestly this, is, oh. honestly, this is not a fair question because you never ask a lady her weight class.
5: <laughs> She's a lady. I,
2: I I feel like we've made this joke before, but it's still a good one.
3: <laughs> it's still a good one. <laughs> I'm unhappy.
2: Oh. Gosh. Hi,
4: unhappy. I'm dad.
2: <laughs> I like I, I'm Michael. I'm afraid because like we're, we're north of the mountains right now. Yeah. I know. Oh gosh! No. Every, everybody say a prayer for Smoopy. <laughs> oh gosh! Come on, Smoopy.
3: She can do it. She can do it.
2: At least she's coming in at full health. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry,
2: That's never a good sign. I don't have enough D tens for this. Uh,
1: it 116 yeah. Steal physical damage. Oh.
3: Well, Shmoopy is ground type.
1: Yep. So defense then resistance, but that that helps a lot that
3: 16. does 116 so that's 104 with defense divided in half is 52
1: that's massive damage um yep oh so
3: my goodness whoa less
1: damage turns and falls on Schmier. Schmier. Poopy squishes yes, out. <laughs> <laughs> and type. a lot, but good grief. Uh, uh. meanwhile, the much more injured uh, one turns and goes for a seemingly uncomplicated but somewhat twisty-looking punch at Liliana, who's using dynamic punch.
4: No, thank you. That's Okay.
1: I misses
4: though, because dynamic punch is hard to target. Ooh, right. is gonna hold up its arm and like use that to block. <laughs> there we go.
1: So yeah. to one side. Very nice. It is Shmoopy's
3: turn. Um First things first, um Shmoopy is going to activate the ability Life Force. Um, which is gonna give five rounds of take a tick of hit points,
1: uh, starting now. daily times five from, from uh, l- let me look that up again, but...
3: I, I just looked at it, um, and it's the user gains a tick of hit points immediately and gains the same amount at the beginning of each of their turns for the following four oh, rounds.
1: That was that was weirdly written. but That makes the most, that, that makes sense, okay, it was the more like, Yes. Okay. So she immediately gets a, t- a tick of a hit points.
3: Yes. Yeah, I I don't know why it says daily times 5 because it's just a daily frequency yeah, but thing. It's five times
1: for I don't know.
3: But it happens 5 times. In
1: that, but yeah, okay. So perfect. She so activated
3: life <clears in that laughs> Yes. Um and then to the the Golurk that just smashed her. Um I'm going to say Shmooby, You you hang in there and and knock that sucker out with a mud bomb. Um so let's roll increase we got a mud bomb. That is a twelve to hit.
1: Twelve hits.
3: I have enough D tens for this.
4: <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, that's gonna be 44 ground special damage.
1: ground special damage, the less injured one that fell it. That does 44 damage. 44 ground special damage. Hey! Uh, it is enough to give it one injury. But Sweet. ...but not enough to faint it. Uh, one thing that happens right here is, uh, all three, or all of their eyes, their single eyes, suddenly glow red. Uh-uh. As they both activate Prime Fury, they become enraged and gain one uh, attack combat. Mm. Meanwhile, it is the top of the round, so let me roll a D6. And gets the electric oh, yeah. damage. Uh, let's see. Let's, just, know what? let's go in order of uh, speed. So... Sparky is one, uh, Liliana is two, Professor Sneeze is three, the robo-alerts are four and five, and Sweetie is six. It is three, so Professor Sneeze is the one who is shot. Ow! Two. Um, what should be the
5: damage base of this thing? One. Huh?
3: Uh.
4: With his hair already being the way it is, you can't really tell that it got stuck in like his finger got stuck in an electric socket.
5: There you go. I mean could you yeah.
2: could you yeah. it to some sort of Pokemon move like Thunder Shock or something? Electric hmm. move.
1: Um you know what would be the best one for this? Spark about to, yeah, Spark. Which is damage based 6 uh So you take 16 electric special damage.
3: It's only 3, so I'm not connected to that. Okay.
1: <laughs> it is now the top of the round.
3: No, wait. It's 0 because I have light armor on.
1: No, no special damage. There's, there's, it's all damage
3: reduction. Yep, so yeah. That's Here. damage reduction. Nice. <gasps> My armor
2: protected me. Yay. Thank you for reminding That's me that. That's why of I it. bought this stuff. There
3: go. <laughs> uh,
1: it is now the top of the round, which means that Charlie arrives.
2: Here's Charlie.
1: Just in time to see the red-eyed go-lurk spin and use bullet punch. Because both of them use their their priority moves to attack immediately. Oh, no. First one is going to bullet punch uh Schmoopy. There's uh, the one that is around right uh. in front of it.
3: Damn it. And so that's the one that hit it. Let's
1: see how it rolls. Oh, Good news it's not a crit. Well that's uh, something bad news
2: it's a 16, <laughs> so it still hits. Oh. But if it does Basically water resists. Steel, so that's good. Uh, it does. 46 right, right.
1: steel physical
3: damage. Four six. Forty six down a thirty four divided right, by two seventeen. Right,
2: Yowza! It. Next up, the other one punches at
1: Liliana. Right here, one there. No. Nope. Good news, it's not a crit. Uh, bad news, it's an eleven. And uh, by the way, they have no guard. Which means that when they're making melee rolls
3: they ignore evasion um mm. but we also ignore their evasion
1: when mm-hmm. you're using does for bullet punch. a minimal amount of damage 43
4: physical damage. oof how much does uh, armor help again.
1: Damage, uh, resistance of five. So, so at basically
4: add five to your defense. Score. Cool. Let's not do that actually, then.
1: Yeah,
3: four three. Arm- that's armor is working. Okay. I like it. Okay. Four, three, did you
2: get armor? I feel like I got armor. You did get armor, yes. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah, everyone got armor, got of, some armor sort. of some
2: sort. Okay, mm-hmm. um, we're, I threw it on there, yeah.
1: You're at the top yeah. of the round, and uh, unless... I, I don't think Reeves is faster, and she's not going to act for herself. If uh, Liliana right there... No, uh,
2: Sparky is up. Okay. So, just to be clear, when you said Charlie comes in at the top of the round, does he mean, like, comes in, like, in order, then?
1: Yes, you you have arrived on the scene, but your initiative is still your initiative.
2: Gotcha.
4: Um, so I'm gonna have Sparky do or at least try to do Pursuit again on the Golurk that is more injured. They, they, um, so the one that
1: you have hit that uh, that uh, because they're both roughly the same. One has two injuries, one has one injury but they both are, have roughly the same amount of damage. Ooh
5: <laughs> Let's do the one uh with the two injuries.
4: Okay, so on the one that's attacking Lily on.
1: Okay.
4: Hopefully. Oh my gosh, what the heck, Sparky? Uh, I got a seven for accuracy on that.
1: Good news, uh, pursuit is a melee attack, so it hits. Woohoo! Alright.
4: Mm-hmm. I just gotta find maybe eight. Here's one. Moment the rest of these are it.
5: Okay. Hmm.
4: Thirty-seven dark physical, and then I want to say here two, since it. It's mm-hmm. oh, I just lost it. Uh, blackout Strike, Blackout Strike.
2: Blackout
1: mm-hmm. Strike. Blackout Strike. If this deck would put them at three or more injuries or at 25% of the maximum points, the target in the set becomes uh, that does add to three injuries. With it, let me see how much damage you did first. So you said 37?
4: Uh, y- yeah, did, yes, I did. That yep.
1: did 33, which wouldn't have been enough to paint it, but did bring it below 25% of its HP and gave it three injuries. So, this is painted.
2: Boom! So,
1: Marky, right. still smarting from what happened before and seeing that it's going to bullet punch and slam into Liliana, comes up and smacks into the other side of it, dents it in, and Liliana, you kind of have to move to one side quick before it lands. And-
4: the land right where you were. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, much better this time around. Okay. I
1: think only Alright. That is that. <clears throat> yes, okay, now it is Charlie's turn.
2: Alright, cool. Um, Charlie is out there. Um, let's start with this, because Charlie does see uh, some of the folks have taken... Some damage out here, so Charlie's gonna uh, start with a cheerleading move. They should have been preparing ahead of time. I'm, I'm really, I'm really bad at playing RPGs, guys. I'm sorry.
4: No, you're good. Right. I think you do a good job.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: This is by far, or this is one of the most, if not possibly the most crunchy RPG I have ever seen played. <laughs> yes.
2: But the thing is like I I've i had like all night to figure out like what my thing is gonna be. Uh uh and I haven't. But uh what I wanna do is I want to uh give everyone some um here we go. So we're gonna do some go fight win. we're gonna get everyone some um temporary hit points here. And we're gonna do here we go. Uh, don't stop now. All allies on the field gain temporary hit points equal to your charm rank and become excited. So Charlie comes Ooh. in and sees what's going on. I'm like, oh man, you guys are doing so good. Keep, keep fighting. Like, don't stop now. We're like, I, I think we're we're beating them. You're doing so good. So everyone gains uh, six temporary hit points.
4: Sweet. Thank
1: you, Paul.
2: Yep. And then. And that
1: was standard actions and swift action, so you cannot. Uh, let me check if you can release a Pokemon. There's, all you have left is a move action.
2: Isn't it, is it releasing a move, or uh, am I wrong? About that? I maybe maybe there, I'll take so that. That's why I back. was going to double check here.
1: Pokemon switching. Mover. There we go. Okay. Uh, releasing. Trainer shift action for one. Yep. So yes, you can release a Pokemon. That's, that would be the last thing you can. All
2: right, and so we're gonna send out uh, Bernie to come help out. Come on, Bernie. Let's let's go go at this uh, go go at this thing. He's got speed boost, so I'm not as concerned about investing in the speed stat. All right. And also with him coming out right now with my juggler capabilities, he uh, has a speed of 25 right uh, You're right, so, so he
1: goes immediately.
2: Yep. So. Um, um, Charlie's going to have him come out with uh let's go ahead and do night slash right away. Um and uh we'll just say that uh the reason he did that instead of flame charge is because he uh knows Golurk to potentially be the rock typing and the uh, flame charge won't do great. So he's gonna do night slash. Uh so uh come on uh Bernie, go ahead and and night slash uh uh this thing that looks like a Golurk, I think. Uh to thirteen. Uh it hits because of no guard. Yep, that hits. And so we're gonna roll two d6 and we'll add uh thirty-eight to that. Uh that's eight plus thirty-eight should be uh forty-six physical dark. That did thirty-one dark physical damage,
1: which is not enough. How much? 31. 3 Whoa, okay. Alright. A-
4: and it still only has one injury?
1: It still only has one injury. Ding, man. Bernie came in and slammed into the side of this go again. You're reaching size you on it, but slamming into it. It definitely dents it in, but it just kind of spins around and registers the new threat with its bright red eyes. Keeps on moving. Liliana, you're
4: up. I'm going to do dark pulse. Uh, obviously, on the Golurk that's still standing here. Now I'm at least a 17. Oh, okay, good. I got a 19.
1: All right. I'm roll damage.
4: 20 dark special.
1: 2-0 dark special damage.
4: Two zero. Yep.
1: That did eight dark special damage, which is just enough mm. to give this Golurk another oh. injury and faint it. Yes. <laughs> so Liliana gathers dark energy into her palms and sends it shooting towards this Golurk, which slams into it with a ripple, and you just see it like rock back on its heels and just fall backwards, almost hitting Shmoopi again. All right?
3: Sorry, Shmoopi! Are you okay?
1: With, you have 40 seconds before, uh, the restaurant
3: returns. Go, 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 go! Get into the elevator quick! Yep. Hi, um, Charlie! Let's go!
1: Charlie,
2: Charlie looks at the elevator and is like, that does not look safe. I don't, I don't know if I want to get into that thing. Let, let's check it out for, like, a minute here.
4: Liliana no! grabs Charlie by the back of his collar and just drags her him with her and um, <laughs> returns Sparky. Ruse can stay out,
3: but I know Ruse will follow, so. Uh, get- yes, yeah, he returns Smoopy too. Can I
1: get a tech education check from everyone?
2: Yes. Yeah. 14. I think, think I got a 3 now. Let's take a look at this. Uh... Tech. Yeah, I got a 3. <laughs> And that's a big ol' six for Charlie.
4: I got a three! <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
1: right, um, Hey. Okay.
2: Looks good, checks out.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, the good news is, uh, Liliana, this is a bunch of technological... who knows what, so... You're going I there,
4: think this is an elevator.
1: you're pretty sure it's an elevator. Uh, Charlie, <laughs> you know that this is a functional elevator, so you don't have to worry about it not being safe. Um, and Professor Tease, you're the one who realizes why it hasn't started moving once you all filed in. There's a scanner of some sort. Mm. Uh, it might be a retinal
3: scanner. Quick, find an eyeball! Uh, because,
1: uh, there's a couple things you know is that this works
3: off of light. Um, I use my illusionist capability to try to replicate the eyeball of Professor Mankineel.
2: We have talked about that enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Very nice.
3: Uh, give me... Hmm. Wait, Illusionist doesn't have a... Uh, focus rank is part of Illusionist... Give me a focus check. ...stuff. I was worried you were going to
2: say that. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you give me the idea? Eight. Eight. Yeah, right, why'd you have? <laughs> uh, the standard rings and then...
3: Left. uh that didn't work uh it
1: seems like it wasn't quite
3: good enough try again, try everybody again. everybody shush everybody try it stop pressuring me charlie shush i'm gonna try again. <laughs> try again um is there any way anybody can assist me with a focus roll
1: for creating illusions you need to have someone or something
5: who knows how to create
3: illusions. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Huh? Account? Haha! <laughs> Ooh.
4: Well, yeah, gotta get Ruse out of here and
3: we'll, we'll collaborate to make a, an eyeball
4: and scan it and get us out of here. She's literally standing right next to you. <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and roll
2: Ruse's focus
1: instead of
2: professor <laughs> And by the way, who's this professor who's joining us? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I assumed that they were with you, Charlie. But, okay. Uh, Fourteen.
1: Bruce looks at uh, Professor Sneeze and kind of shoves him slightly to one side and (laughs) leaves down, as you see, the eye that's in there, which is just kind of like a brownish gray, morphs into... Uh, Mancaniel's eye that they're like the, almost a little white that's there and it goes and dings and the door shuts you've got about 10 seconds the elevator starts rising rising? Uh, actually, did any of you press a button?
3: yeah, we were we were under. yes, okay. press whatever the top
2: it's, one is top <laughs> get us out yes, the
1: elevator starts rising up we go to the 10th
2: floor above ground
1: Uh, you remember this is kind of a glass-fronted elevator because you were able to see things as you were coming down. So as you're going up four, three, two, you start to see hints of flames coming from the hallway outside as you go up and outside. Uh, This is about the time that you notice the alarms blaring. They might be just fire alarms. They might have been going the whole time since there was an explosion. But there's definitely an alarm going (laughs) up.
3: We better get our way out of here as quick as possible.
1: Where, uh, where should we go? Um... I think that's about the time that we have left. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapstrator.org slash Pokemon-Rollout, on Twitter at PokeRoll Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Rollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Taproom. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. And we'll say as long as you're not a robot. Also, follow our network on t- Twitter at Temp- <laughs> and check out some of our other great shows at Tapstradio.org. Like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in the Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles. And feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter, should it continue to exist, which it seems to be, uh, at Pokerolling. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm Paul, on Twitter you can find me at Prof Snag, and as always, come and join us both in our Facebook Tap Room, which I should check, because Facebook is really bad about giving me updates about that, so if we haven't let you in yet, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to check it out right now, so, um, but that, but more, uh, even better, come see us in our Discord server, uh, link should be in the description, uh, we chat about all things Pokemon there, uh, Scarlet Violet, the, the show, uh all that fun stuff. Come so come talk Pokemon with us there at the Discord. Yeesh. Talk with us there.
3: Uh, and I'm Michael, I'm on Twitter at M G L I L I-E-N-T-H-A-L. And
4: I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at L-I-L underscore Shadow8. Well, maybe I'll be to
1: again soon. You can follow me on Twitter at behind your eyelid. That's behind your E Y E L I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, Patreon.com/RoleplayPodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons: Box Cheese, Doctor Audino, Peter Stadmuller, James Burgard, Eric Lundquist, Kyle Albert, Taylor Bonforte, David Harshman, Michael, Richie Cameron. Matt Carlton, Askablood, Andrew Weil, TT, Jeffrey Show, Micah Greenspoon, Casey DeFritis, Spencer Tool, Fenrir8907, Andrew Case, DGZ, Dean Frostmage, Froxus, Legendary, Ursa93, Terry Fowle, Scotty Newton, Chandler Shack, Lance, Julia Egan, Lauren Folson, Nathan Hemelgarn, Alchemage, and Big Fat Nuke. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you later.
2: Bye! One uh,
4: thing that I just thought about is that I never described to Michael how Liliana is dressed, and that probably would have been very confusing <laughs> to just all of a sudden see a random dude with grunge running in. Very true. That's but, true.
3: That's true.
2: Uh, just wait till you oh, find oh. The, <laughs> ad- the outfit we have picked up for you, Michael. Yes. Wow, Professor Sneeze. Yeah!
5: Do have an outfit
3: for times, That's amazing. I love it. I'm so excited to listen to that episode.
4: <laughs> I'm so excited to listen to your episode.
2: <laughs> oh, what's my spirit pokemon tonight, guys? I
3: don't know. Ooh.
2: I got a lot I can choose from. Which one should be, like...
4: Okay. Close your eyes, spin around in your chair with your finger pointing out, and then wherever your finger stops, that's your spirit <laughs> Pokemon for the night.
2: Oh boy. Sadly, that will, would prob- probably be fairly effective. The only, like, the, there's, there are a few gaps in my walls I'm realizing I'm gonna have to, like, fix. Cause there's like... There's like... Oh, well, that's just my face still.
4: Well, you just keep spinning around until you find it. Okay.
2: Is,
1: is it something that you're holding on to, to to have near you? Is that what we mean by spirit Pokemon? Or I are you think just thinking so. Of probably, yeah. So, so, roll yeah, a D
3: one yeah, thousand. That's pick. what I was gonna
1: say. In, in two seconds, <laughs> say a number between one and one thousand. <laughs> uh, for some
2: reason, six fifty two is coming in. What is Pokemon six fifty two? I it rolled a chest 989. Chestnut. Okay, well I can do I can do chestpin at least. There you go. There you go. There All go. right. Here we go. Chestpin <laughs> it is.
3: You can roll a d1000 with dice <laughs> if you just, just have th- three
2: d10s. Well, well you no. can't though because you have your you have your your d10 right and if you're like your yep. tens die. There's no hundreds die, so like. So you
3: just have to have another d10 with a different color.
2: No, that- that would just be another single, Michael. That's not how numbers work. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that exactly how numbers work, <laughs> though? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit, <laughs> yes. Just a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. They gave me one with singles. They gave me one with tens. If you want me roll a D-1000, oh. I need a- I need a hundred D-10. What do they make those? <laughs> Father. Seconds.
1: Hi. Mouse just ran out of charge, so I need to. Just it ran out of the room. <laughs> there you, go. Yeah, the you
2: better go catch it. Run away. There we go. Ooh, they do make them, and they even. I can even roll a ten, a d ten thousand, guys. Ooh. Wow. Check it out. See those blue dice right down there?
3: Look at that. That is fancy.
1: I don't know if the whooper reel has shown it, but but as it usually is, it's, it's okay, let's play a game. We count down and clap. One more thing. And then there's a kind of a tangent that goes on for a while, so I'm usually like, oh, let's... If I say let's start, then uh, we'll sit down to start and someone will have an idea and we'll go off on another tangent, so I may as well just start it.
3: In three, two, one... Make sure to up your gain again.
2: Yes, I was about to say, bring up, bring up your, oh <laughs> uh, yeah. bring up your sounds. Yeah, me no, all the
1: way down to 82 for
3: some reason. Ooh, you clap too loud.
1: Apparently.
2: <coughs> when you make your juleps, Michael, do you make it with sugar or do you make it with simple syrup?
4: going it oh. makes you a stronger man, gives you grit. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: no, <yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> or if you're in the south, it gives you grits.
5: Oh,
2: I see.
4: They are disgusting.
2: <laughs> By the way, uh, it like, depends on the grits.
4: Nope, I hate it. So,
2: them. so this is kind of a, an educational uh, topic, but sometimes or we're talking about like, like qualities we want students to have. Sometimes they use the the term they want them to have grit, and I don't like using that word. It's like. Like, I get what you mean. Like, I know what, what you want them to have. You want them to, to, you know, keep striving and not give up and keep harding, or keep like, trying hard. We have a word for that already. It's called perseverance. perseverance. mm mm-hmm.
1: uh, What they're trying to do for the day and working their way through things, but it ends up being a little bit... Uh, banal, shall we say. Very nice. Uh... <laughs> We've discovered something interesting, listeners, that even describing a dull meeting causes people to act as though they were at a dull meeting.
5: <laughs> you
4: look like Squid Games.
1: <laughs> oh yes, they're super tanky and uh by the way, they are weak to ghosts. So that was my cop, what did you say? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that they are, they are weak to ghosts. You would know that. So that was my
0: That
2: was
4: good. No, it's just really funny. They're weak to. All right. <laughs> <coughs> so anyway, no, no. What is it? What is it? <laughs> you
2: know what I said It was. Just like, what the-
4: <laughs>
2: <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> Miss dying words were.
2: <laughs> I just posted that quote in a uh, roll out of context. I don't have enough d tens for this. <laughs>
4: Well, I am excited. There's a little puppy here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like really <laughs> giant I apologize.
4: No, you don't apologize. Michael has to apologize There is. I you have to
3: apologize doggy. for bringing this distraction. It is a cute little oh. That's Heimdall. Yes. He's already so on the last time I saw him. Yeah, by 50%. He is, he is 150% wow of what he was a couple of weeks ago.
5: I love him.
3: Uh, two and a half months.
4: Oh, man. It's a big puppy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Patty
2: wasn't uh-huh. kidding when
4: she told me that he's going to be a monster. <laughs>